0: Observer Alejandro Corner. These emergency meetings are so unsettling. I'm guessing this is about the Taklamakan region and the three new Gundams that appeared there.
1: There doesn't seem to be any mention of these machines in Veda's plans. We can obviously deduce from this that Celestial Bean
0: has a secret second team. I wish to make a proposal to all the esteemed observers. It concerns whether we should accept or reject the three newly activated Gundams. You're pushing for a decision
1: too quickly. Before we do that, I believe we should re-examine celestial beings' activities and the results that have been achieved up until now.
0: I support that suggestion. As do I. Very well, then.
2: And welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that's given 00 a try. My name is Jeremy.
1: I wish I just had a bunch of audio clips of my own voice that I could just play at this moment. I'm Tyler.
0: I'm not based on any type of fish. My name is Zach. Now Zach is making jokes about
1: conversations that were not recorded. They were
2: set into the microphones, I suppose.
1: They were, yeah. Um, I don't see a problem with this. Question mark? That's okay. One of these days I'll put out a well Research article about this.
0: And then anyone will know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Nah. <laughs> Just leave it as a mystery as to what brought that up. Ooh, Barracuda. Anyway.
2: <laughs> we are watching Gundam 00 episode 16 this week, Trinity. I saw that new Matrix movie. She was in it. <laughs> was <laughs> was that how any good? Yeah, I was going to ask that. Mm. Extremely my shit. <laughs> it's got a lot of that Japanese, is this a remake or sequel energy? Not quite as much as it could have, because obviously Keanu Reeves is in that, and he's John Wick age now, so it's clearly taking place after. But very similar energy to that. NPH is great in it, but Uh, what? (laughs) Oh, did you not know NPH is in that movie? No, I did not. NPH is in that movie. He plays the villain, Neo's therapist. (laughs) (laughs)
0: He prescribes him blue pills.
1: Amazing.
0: I've never heard of NPH. Neil Patrick Patrick Harris? Harris. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, I've, I've heard of this person, yes.
1: Coincidentally, Neil Patrick Harris's autobiography is written in the form of a choose-your-own-adventure. That's genius. It's amazing. The, the, quote, correct choices are the choices he actually made in life, but there are some fun segues that you can go down, which are not that.
0: That is genius.
2: We're probably going to go on a lot of tangents, because it's a secret clip episode. Yeah, it definitely blindsided me with that halfway through. To be fair, it's only half a clip episode. And this is the only clip episode Gundam 00 has. So I think it has one one hundredth of the clip
0: episodes that Destiny had. (laughs) It's actually pretty impressive that they've only got this half of an episode to be a clip episode. But I guess 00 actually had a budget. Or no, because they split it into two different sections, then they were able to put more money towards the one section so they didn't have to worry about trying to spread out that budget.
1: Yeah, it's almost weird for me that they are even having a clip episode here. I mean, we've talked a lot.
2: I, thought, I considered inviting Kevin on for this because we have him on for clip episodes sometimes. But I think we've come to the conclusion that clip episodes are useless for getting you on board. But yep. this one seals especially so. We'll get into it a bit towards the end, but I feel like it only tells you stuff that happened and none of the emotional weight of that stuff or why you should care.
1: Which I feel like is very much the show's early ethos at the very least. But we've had a lot of stuff about Setsuna's feelings even
2: yeah. throughout that, right? That it just skips right over.
0: Yeah, it's kind of just check marking these are events that occurred, but that's not really the full story. It's not really the story at all. It's sort of the plot. <laughs> I mean events do take place in this uh, to move the story forward, but the the pilots who we spent all this time with are kind of the main story here, yep, like Haro. the real Haro was in us all along. Uh,
1: horror, oh find. dear
0: God, <laughs> <laughs> Zach yours is
2: the purple one. <laughs> If you haven't been listening, I don't know, go back. Like we just said, clip episodes are bad to pick you up on. There are four Gundermeisters. They went to the desert on a horse with no name and got stranded there by their mom, Sumeragi, I guess.
1: And now they're all going to die. (laughs) Her plan was, well, I guess they'll all die. Well, good luck. (laughs) That was the best she came up with.
2: You're old enough to make your own decisions now, (laughs) Antiaria. Setsuna was being melted by a crab robot. My jam. Lock on was in a trying to have a gunfight with Graham Aker who wanted to have a football match instead. And Graham was <laughs> getting the upper hand. You brought up gun to a football match. <laughs> I don't even know how many yards of penalty that is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like it's at least a 15 yarder for Graham on a unsportsmanlike conduct because uh on, on conduct, cause, uh, Lock-on doesn't have the ball. And just tackled him. That, that's, that's at least an
1: unsportsmanlike conduct. It's an easy mistake to make. He's wearing those ponchos, so you can't see if he's holding the ball behind them.
2: Alleluia got abandoned by his evil alter ego because he got bored, and he got a <laughs> headache and fell into Soma Pierce's arms, and she did a dance move, the only vaguely
0: social thing she's done, and was taking him to her dad. <laughs> they need to get that man some ibuprofen. Like, here, just carry this in your uh, cockpit. I like the idea of
2: him just wearing a tinfoil hat. Um. I was going to say he just should just get a prescription marijuana for the migraines. Not that <laughs> I know anyone who did that because weed was legal here, but they weren't old enough for it.
0: <laughs> I kind of want someone to Photoshop and on one of Alleluia's cockpit no, shots. He, he
2: needs it. He
1: doesn't have it.
2: That uh,
0: doesn't mean I don't want to see that Photoshop.
2: Okay. Next to Soma Pierce and her Capri Sun. <laughs>
1: What yes. I actually want to do is make that a gif where he, like, puts a joint in, uh, puts his head down, pulls it back up, and now it's hallelujah, <laughs> but his eyes are red.
2: <laughs> and Tiara got captured by Patrick Collisar.
0: The uh, most uh, humiliating thing possible. To be fair, they actually had kind of a plan.
2: Yeah, Cody Monikin wrote him a plan, and,
0: and he followed it, and did it. And Tiara is an idiot, so, like, he's like, hey, I'm gonna fire my big gun, and not my... Shoulder mounted guns that are exactly what these are for. He forgot he had those.
2: The way I defeated Patrick Kolisar last time. And again, we were talking about our frustration. It would have been so cool if Kolisar dodged both of them. And he's like, first time you got with the big gun, dodge. The second
0: time you got with the shoulder guns, dodge. Don't hope you don't have a third gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he sheds the outer armor and is not And Kolisar is like, that's new. <laughs>
2: Nodly seems extremely impractical in gravity. It would be so hard to retrieve.
0: Nodly seems like a terrible idea all the way around. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to
1: say, why just, why, why? Just why, I think. Uh,
2: There's a reason. It's not a good reason.
0: (laughs) I mean, they wanted a Gundam with glorious flowing red locks, so.
2: The toy division said they had to have five Gundams. They only wanted four, and this was their compromise.
1: (laughs) Like, it's a cool concept, but, like, practically, I can't imagine why you'd want to do that. It's like the equivalent of dropping your anime weighted armor.
0: (laughs) Or, uh, you know, something like the impulse. Or something
1: like... The impulse is not a terrible idea on its surface. It's just a terrible idea in execution.
0: It's a terrible idea on the surface, too! I'm just Go a, back to Gundam Destiny if you want to hear me bitch about the impulse, because I think it's like once every episode or so. I'm just imagining like a gun tank
1: sort of situation where you like can land on top of some treads or something. There are some ideas there. They just never use them.
2: All right. So we are going to watch episode 16 of Gundam 00, Trinity. You can watch wrong on Crunchyroll or Hulu or not YouTube. This isn't Gundam Wing. So we start with Sanchez. We didn't mention him. He's an asshole trying to melt Setsuna with his plasma field.
0: He is a freshly shaved asshole. That gets real that sensitive after far- you do that. This is just what happened last time.
2: Yes. Setsuna does not enjoy it. He is reduced to just saying Gundam over and over again. So one obliges him and some red lasers from the sky blow up the plasma crab.
0: And lo and behold, it is a Gundam with red glowing particle effects. Yeah, totally different. It's
2: kind of a bulky boy, too. Not like Virtue Gundam bulky, but... No, and like
0: I said, I, I get pretty heavy Mordred vibes from this thing. It's very top-heavy.
1: Yeah, say, so especially compared to the Exia, which we've compared to like having kind of a dancer physique before.
0: This one looks kind of like a
1: linebacker.
2: It wants to go play with Graham, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's just
1: on the wrong side of the
2: field. It's like, oh, wait, this, is, this isn't Graham. And we cut into the cockpit, where we see a girl asking if he's still alive, and then we get the opening.
1: Okay, since we have the opening, does the Maxer have a football in its arsenal? Because I feel like it should.
0: It does not have a football in its arsenal.
2: It has a nuclear football, but nukes weren't allowed in the Gundam fight, so it never got to use it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Is> it... <laughs> that, that's a thing in football, is like calling a long pass a bomb or something, right? Am, am I making that that's up?
0: That's a common metaphor, yes. Okay. Although usually a lot of those are more referred to as Hail Marys, because uh, that's what they usually end up being. So Nana introduces
2: herself. She's named Trinity. She's a real life Gundam Meister, just like Setsuna. Winky face.
0: <laughs> Gundam Throne Unit Three Throne
2: Dre. Yeah, Dre. If you're nasty. So Nana's like, yeah, I gotta take Doctor Dre to go save your
0: other friends. <laughs> My Was brothers it, are here too. Or is it Dry? Is it? Is it? Are they supposed to be German? They're German.
2: They're German. Yeah. Because Ein is one, Zwei is two, and I can only assume that Dry is three. My
0: vague knowledge pro- of German says yes. We're probably <laughs> pronouncing that horribly wrong.
2: Well, I'm pronouncing Ein like the dog in Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yep, And accurate. it's way like the dog in Ruby that is a reference to Ein. Ein zwei, drei. Yeah, no, th- yeah, that tracks. That's German. So Patrick Collisar is like, we shall carry the Gundam like this. And I, Patrick Collisar, was in charge of everything. And this could not be done without me, Patrick (laughs) Collisar, who deserves all the credit for this, Patrick (laughs) Collisar.
0: The Colonel will not be able to resist me when I bring a Gundam back for her. (laughs) They're well known to aphrodisiac. (laughs) I mean, look at what happened
2: with Graham Aker. (laughs) Why do you think teenage boys and girls are always in them? (laughs) Uh, But then a laser comes from off screen and blows up Patrick Collisar's torso. Luckily, it seems to hit him just below the cockpit.
0: Because... Patrick Collisar is nothing if not a lucky son of a bitch when it comes to surviving his mobile suit getting wrecked. That's actually why he's the AU's ace pilot.
2: Yeah. Again, if you consider the phrase, any landing you walk away from, Patrick Collisar is the best pilot in the history of Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Tiarius' reaction is, what now? <laughs> like It's not like, oh, I've been saved. Thank you. Or like, what was that? It's, god damn it.
0: What now? So he's being saved by a Heliopolis. Or sorry, a Heliopolis. Heliopolis is the colony that Kiriyamate lived on. Yes, this is a Heliopolis, a battle mech.
2: We see its pilot. He runs away to go save someone else before Tiaria can do anything or we can see who it is. And is like,
0: hey, why is his lights red? Well, that guy's like, I gotta go save somebody else because there's only three of us and, so- and uh,
2: one of us has to save two people. I like that we cut to Soma Pierce and her squad dragging the Curios behind them. <laughs> I like that Soma has taken the damn, like, sword
0: shield from it
2: and <laughs> like, This gave me trouble last time. You don't get to have it.
0: Yeah, well, like, I I saw it when they're, like, just dragging it through the dirt, and I'm like, you know, you don't know how much damage you could potentially be doing to it by dragging it through the sand like that. That's probably not a good idea. I might consider it a plus. On the other hand, if you're dragging it like that, you could keep the pilot unconscious from all the rattling around in there since there's no freaking belts in these things.
1: It's fine. They're held in there by the force of plot.
0: No, the re- I just realized the reason why there are no belts in any of these mobile suits.
1: Because Kira stole them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's why canonically no Gundams. Yeah,
0: uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they let Tetsuya Nomura design
2: Kira's clothes for Gundam Sea Destiny, but I'm glad they did.
0: <laughs> I was going to say most of the AEU mobile suits, but I, I, the Human Reform League is actually what I was looking for. But I don't know if we see any of the other ones. Soma is specifically a standing cockpit. Yeah, I, think I don't know if any of the hers. other ones are, because th- all the other ones look like Tie Fighter cockpits, because they've got well, they only show from stuff. Like, they only show the head. I'm, I'm I seem to remember at least the bridges of their those transports. They were all standing up in, so I wouldn't be surprised if all the Tieren's were also standing cockpits.
2: Might be Soma has been told that this is the guy who blew up all her friends at the Super Soldier Institute, and she is mostly like, "Why did he do that, man?"
0: You're one of us, one of us, which is exactly what he was saying. You know why he had to destroy it in the yep. first place, and that's exactly what uh, what Hallelujah was saying to Hallelujah was, <laughs> you know, hey, you're only projecting onto them. I'm that... just gonna
1: call them Hall and Oats from now on, <laughs> which is which. Hallelujah is obviously Hall, and Hallelujah is uh, Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Simone? <laughs>
2: So Soma doesn't get a new type flash, but she is feeling some sort of pressure as a third new Gundam with red uh, particles shows up. And funnels.
0: Yes. And it has, like, knife funnels. Yeah, they're actually kind of rad. I like them. I do like how, with the introduction of the funnels, Soma's immediate reaction is, these aren't missiles, because obviously uh, funnels haven't been used yet, so this is clearly something entirely new. Yep. So you're going to compare it to the first thing that you've encountered before which would be missiles
1: yeah i actually thought that was a like very nice attention to detail
0: i really
2: like that these things are ripping up everybody but soma who gets some cool close in dodge animation and also sergey who does not but gets to back to back with his new foster daughter
0: you know looking at the shot of inside his cockpit i'm willing to bet that there are standing cockpits
2: this new gundam is piloted by michael trinity and perfectly same person who <laughs> yells, Fly my fangs? And we realize they are laser daggers. And by that I mean they are daggers that
0: shoot lasers.
1: <laughs> I suppose a dagger's made out of lasers. And he Important pretty much decision.
0: immediately knocks out Sergei. Yeah. Once they start shooting.
1: And once they are all on Soma, she can
2: no longer keep oh, up. Oh
0: God, I don't like that one.
2: You don't like the zway? Did you see its waist? <laughs> it is very thin. It didn't exist. Look, it was supposed to be the cute girl one, but Nana's like, no, I want the big boy. <laughs> Cut to Graham Aker's squad's custom flags being blown up from off screen. And everybody who got a name two weeks ago is now dead. No, Randy. From Illinois. And Stuart from I,
0: I Wisconsin? Was say... <laughs> I think Alaska.
2: No, well, Joshua was Alaska. Oh, yeah, yeah. I also you're right. thought that. But no, that was obviously Joshua. No, uh, Stuart
0: was definitely Minnesota.
2: Graham is upset that there are more Gundams and nobody told him,
0: which seems a little out of character for Graham to me. Here's why I think this, this character shift happens is because before he didn't lose anybody. now, now with he has this responsibility. Yeah. Now this one has actually killed two of his people. And he's Lock-On fine risking on killed his life. One, but, but Lock-On That person was that an idiot who flew yeah. into lock gun when Graham said hey don't fly into that guy's gun. <laughs> yeah so that one was like just stupid and even then when when he went and got you know took down Lock-On we saw him being emotional about losing a guy and now he has lost two and they're scattering to try and save their lives from whatever this thing is
1: my alternative explanation is graham is trying to date a gundam and now he has to fight the gundam's three evil (laughs) (laughs) ex-boyfriends
0: no but see graham has been very uh polyamorous with his affections for the gundams because he has flirted with exia and he's flirted with the uh, dynamis so he just needs to spend some time with curios and uh virtue
1: Yeah, but now these other three are popping up out of nowhere and you're supposed to tell someone about that ahead of
0: time. If you're going to add them to the relationship, I mean, you would have more experience with that than I. Yeah,
1: It's informed consent, really.
0: So Graham is like, hey, let's leave before we all die. And And, on is confused just like everybody else.
2: And it's the one that saved Tiara, and we get a better look at it. It's got a big shoulder cannon.
0: What's your opinion on this one, Zach? The first one is just right for you. The
2: second one is too thin. What's the third one? Well, the problem
0: with both the... Part of the problem with both the second one and this one is they have this one really big weapon offset that just doesn't look quite right. And the the mobile suits themselves are way too thin for the weapons that they're carrying. Like the weapons are oversized and it makes the Gundams look dinky and scrawny. I agree with you. I don't like any of these three designs personally. I find that a
2: little weird when you like the sword strike and launcher strike so much, which have very similar aesthetics.
0: Except for the fact that both the launcher strike and the sword strike, they look like... The, the strike itself is much bulkier.
2: Okay, so you see those as a medium mobile suit with a big weapon, and these are small mobile suits yeah, with This big is weapons. Basically,
0: these are light mobile suits carrying artillery, which doesn't really work, especially because with this one, I immediately compare it to the Helepolis battle mech, which has a very similar aesthetic of a big artillery cannon on one side, and it just it looks like, hey, I just... Duct taped this gun to this mech's shoulder. Any thoughts on the three new Gundams, Tyler? I'm not a huge fan of any of them, honestly.
1: Something about the proportion and color schemes is just like not doing it for me.
0: I, I like, I said, I like the li- uh, the the dry the the linebacker look to it. I really like because it also doesn't have like this one big offset weapon or anything like that to it. It looks like it all is supposed to go together. It is a little top heavy. But at the same time, like I said, it looked like a linebacker. So. It's also the
1: only one that's not carrying a giant oversized weapon. So Yeah. No, I was going to say, I do like the dagger funnels, though. Those are pretty sweet.
2: I didn't like any of the Gundam 00 designs before I watched it. The original four kind of grew on me the longer I watched it. These ones never did. I do like the dry the most. But it's more about its function, which we'll get to in a minute, rather than its design, which I don't really like. So on asks Haro, hey, do you know what's going on? And he's like, no data, no data. Wikipedia does not yet have entries for these three <laughs> new Gundams. Wait until next week. But on gets a call from his, the guy who saved him. being like, I do it just in time. My name is Johan. And t- t- on becomes Solid Snake for a moment and goes, your name is Johan.
0: <laughs> well, I mean like with Lock On I get the feeling Lock on has a little bit more experience with the people who are actually in Celestial Being, So now here's this guy saying, Hey, my name is Johan Trinity and he's like, I don't know anybody by that name and that doesn't sound like our code names. Do we think these are code names for these three? No. I,
1: I- think these are the legitimate ass names because of their Splinter faction. And they didn't have the same secrecy protocols. But
2: I believe they're real siblings, but that th- there are three of them named Trinity. Okay, it's very fictional. Yeah, but, I, but I, I can I, no
0: prize it as their codenames. I think their first names are their real names. <laughs> I think the Trinity surname is a an adopted pseudonym. That's fair. C-
2: so Yarn's like, yeah, my brother and sister went to rescue your allies, so I'm here to rescue you.
0: I'm not fond of the cockpit. Like it's it. The, these cockpits are like very open. Like they've got this uh, like. Like, glass aesthetic, which you'd think I would like, but I really like the serviceable, like, look of the cockpits that we see out of most Gundam series, and even in this one with the Gundam pilots. This is more akin to the, uh, the, the Enacts cockpit that we've seen mm. with its, like, full range scanner thingy, where it looks like it, you know, it's surrounded totally in glass. I've always liked, these are very Zeta Gundams
2: ask cockpits the new Gundam has a cockpit like this as well I've always liked the linear chair design the Wunder in Evangelion has a design like this too where you have like you're surrounded by cameras to have
1: like a 360 view I've always liked that idea it's a cool idea but I I think I agree with Zach I prefer the more like functional aesthetic uh that said as a pilot I would definitely want this one well I mean this
0: this one I would definitely want it I think it's just more of this is so wildly different than what we've already been shown for the Gundam specifically so like why are these Gundams cockpit systems different than I think the other that's ones? intentional, actually. For reasons that we find out, I, I
1: can't remember if it's the end of this episode or the end of the next one.
2: I do think maybe those are questions you're supposed to ask. So Nana's like, hey, bro, I completed my mission. I saved the cute boy. And she's like, okay, the spurs GN particles at maximum so we can leave this airspace. Our wishes are not over it. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, Roger Dodger. Let's do it, Haro. And so she has the evil purple Haro the evil Haro in Gundam Build Divers is a reference to this
1: Haro. Um, I do like that its response is, whatever. <laughs> it's emo Haro,
0: really. It's like, yeah, man. And I'll yet it's it. not as insulting as Lockon's Haro. <laughs> oh, no.
2: Insults take energy. Emotes don't usually do that. So Nana gets very excited to do her special move, which is to just blanket the place in red GN particles to stop all of the tech. And I love this. I love the idea of a support unit. That's It's basically an EWAX Gundam. <laughs> And she does a magical girl twirl as she yells Stealth Field,
0: which will always get you points with oh, me. Oh, you know what it is? When she, like, expanded the the things to do the dispersal, it looks a lot like the Gawain. Ah. <laughs> uh, so that, I think that's where it comes from, is it looks a lot like Lelouch's mobile suits.
2: I mean, they would have been designed at the same time by the same company, as Code Geass and Gundam 00
1: aired concurrently. Anyway, all the Gundamizers are like, that's a lot of GN over there. Some would call
0: it Maximum. And now, apparently, the colonel is finding out that there are new Gundams. I think this is intentional to show how quick it's all happening. To remind you, hey,
2: these all three of these happened at the same time. So while it's been like 10 minutes of episode, it's been like two minutes of
0: activity. Real time. And now we're seeing all the... Uh, comms die. Comms die because of the maximum dispersal. Kadi is upset about this.
2: We cut to Grab trying to radio for reinforcements, but he is cut off by the GN particles. And it was a very cool, like, Aurora Borealis effect of the particles just being everywhere.
0: I like how we get a shot of uh, Soma supporting (laughs) Lieutenant Colonel Sergei's mobile suit here as they're watching this happen.
2: Yeah, she got to make sure her
0: dad's okay.
1: (laughs) And her dad is like, why didn't they do this earlier?
0: And then the best reaction. (laughs) Patrick Kolasar survived yet another mobile (laughs) suit crash.
2: But his cell phone is jammed and he's like, oh man, who's going to pick me up now? It's probably not going to be a babe with a sports car now.
0: I like how he calls out for the Colonel. He's got it bad. Colonel Hottie.
2: <laughs> She's like, it's pronounced Cotty. <laughs> Cut to Christina and the rest of the Celestial being ship crew just chilling in Chun-Li's penthouse. They're like, we got a coded message from Haro. He says Duke's
0: going to be okay. They're all <laughs> all four Gundams are okay. Despite the fact that they all split up for some stupid reason. And here we have Chun-Li, who apparently just returned home from school.
2: I feel like she's been switching outfits. She doesn't have company over a lot, but and she has a lot of outfits she has to show <laughs> off. And they've been here for like 16 hours or whatever. Just
0: with this particular one, I, I get no, school uniform from this. It's very Sailor Fuku, yes. She also
1: wanted to be a
2: magical girl. And she's like, good job, Sumeragi. And Sumeragi's like, how the fuck did they do that? I mean,
0: yes. I did do a good job.
1: My tactical <laughs> forecast was a success. <laughs>
0: she goes to the window and is like, sometimes it's a good thing you're foreca- when your forecasts are wrong. It's like, you know, you, you didn't do forecasting tactical or anything like that so much as you just sent four guys to die. No, I, I
2: think tactical forecasting is supposed to be figuring out what is going to happen in the future of battle. And I think she did that and was like, all my pilots are going
0: to die. Well, it seems very much like <laughs> strategist type of thing, and obviously figuring out what is likely to happen is part of that. It just has a fancy title in this.
2: Yeah, we don't get a ton into it, but we do get a little more into what a tactical forecaster does. And I think their job is to say, if you do this, this and this will happen. So their job is to tell somebody who then makes the tactical decisions based on that information.
1: Presumably Veda approved of this plan, right? I guess we should,
2: yes, Tiara seemed on board with it.
1: Yeah, okay, so they all knew that they were probably going to get captured going into this. What the hell is Celestial Bean's goal? Do they want people to capture the Gundams? Like I said, I can
2: actually see a way in which this accomplishes their goal, even if they all get caught. But they haven't revealed what that goal is to us yet, and it also doesn't seem like the best way to do it.
0: It just seemed like a really stupid suicide mission, especially when they all oh, we've got, a, we've got a break here. Let's split up the two Gundams that are actually right next to each other so that they can no longer support one another. Yeah, that seems like a good idea to me.
2: And they really got to get Alleluia a tinfoil hat. <laughs> they got to steal that technology from the Human Reform League. They have
0: spies, don't they? No, see, the, the problem is that with Alleluia, because he's got two personalities, he needs something slightly stronger than tinfoil. He needs a duct tape hat.
2: Cut to the various presidents and council members being like, more Gundams. This wasn't in our plans.
0: I do actually kind of like how we're, we're getting them, even though they're like the least important people here, despite being the most important people in the world, being like, wait, so they planned this. They knew what we were going to do, and they planned for these other Gundams to show up. And Celestial Being itself is like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> But, I mean, what else are you supposed to expect as the leaders of these? Because these guys just showed up exactly as Celestial Being did and kicked your ass.
2: Very much their MO. Walk on is grumpy, nobody told him about secret Gundams. So is Hallelujah. Everybody's grumpy but Setsuna, who just seems to be, like, taking it in.
1: To be well, fair, he was getting microwaved, so.
0: Setsuna is also, like, th- this is kind of his religion, as it were like, our Gundams, and it's like there are more Gundams to like assist in us doing Gundam's work, but like lock Gundam's work <laughs> Lachan, in Gundam we trust lock on kind of gives the impression of being higher up in celestial being as an organization than the others are so like no one telling him yes you have support makes sense. Alleluia just being a little I don't think alllu is grumpy. I think alujah is confused, and Thierry here being like. These aren't part of Veda's plan. We know Thierry is grumpy. Saying Thierry is grumpy is just saying the same thing twice. Yeah.
1: So this is clearly evil Celestial Bean, Infernal Bean. Um, they have their own supercomputer. It's Darth Veda. Also, lack of eye
2: catch. Yep, lack of eye catch. Thanks. I was about to remind myself to say that.
1: Surprise! Secret Clip episode. I'm always tempted to go and cut together one of my other mid-spots for one of these and see if anyone notices, but let's be fair, they're practically indistinguishable. Anyway, hey, um, I just you thought I'd plug a thing on our Patreon in case that's a thing you're interested in doing. Uh, for the last couple episodes running, we've gotten off on wild tangents, which Jeremy has cut, which, you know, makes sense. But if listening to our wild tangents is a thing you're interested in, you can go do that over there. Um, that's it for the whole Patreon plug. Just It's been a couple weeks, so hey, y'all, thanks for listening. And yeah, that's it. Okay, bye.
2: After a lack of eye cash, Saji is yawning. And Luis is like, why are you so tired, Saji? He's like, I was up all night watching Celestial being pwned some noobs.
0: <laughs> this is where because they were like, they were running, uh, you know, constant updates, and we didn't see any of that because this was uh, like just the, these nations doing, were jumping celestial beings. So I was like, who exactly was running these updates? Who was getting this information? Who was leaking this top secret information to the to to the press? To be fair, the press knew there was the biggest
2: military exercise of all time happening there. I can buy there would be reporters there.
0: I just would have liked, when you're going into that, I would have liked to have seen like them show somebody there. We do have a reporter character, and they have used them for that before. Yeah, I was going to
1: say it's JNN
0: on the ground. And then uh, Louise gives the very obvious, I'm not worried about Celestial Being, I'm worried about the tests that we have coming up. Cut to black screen. And we get a subtitle that says Alejandro Corner's Observer Room. And then we cut to like this fucking Mario sixty four ass painting room. It's like a thirteen it's like this story story Coliseum like round table This is the kind of thing you usually see when there's like some sort of evil illicit like auction going
2: on. Yeah, I was gonna say this is to reveal that Alejandro Corner
0: is in fact a Bond villain.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, it's like if the Globe Theater was entirely opera viewing boxes <laughs> and also 13 stories high.
2: Um, it's it's a look, I'll tell you that. It's not as cool as some of the stuff we see in Gundam Wing, but it is architecture. Alejandro Corner is in
0: this observatorium
2: alone, sitting in a chair in the center. It's a panopticon. I, I have
0: a really random question for you guys. Sure. Do we think Alejandro Corner is actually appearing to all these other people like this, or if he has an avatar like all the other guys we see? He must
2: have an avatar, right? I was going to take exception with the scene for introducing these observer characters, but all we see is their avatars, and they're not even Sele monoliths.
0: <laughs> what do you think Alejandro Corner's avatar is? Just a ribbon. <laughs> I-, I was going to say it was just the corner of a foundation. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. So then a painting starts talking to him. <laughs> Saying, oh, these emergency meetings are so unsettling. I'm guessing this is about how there
2: are three new Gundams we didn't know about.
0: And then a freaking crown chimes in. <laughs> I love the, like, Gundam action
2: base that this crown is on.
1: Right.
0: Uh, so it did not occur to me
1: that these are supposed to be, like, their avatars. I just assumed this was, like, hidden cameras. So I assumed this was, like, some sort of, like, display case-atorium a- that he's sitting in. And these are just, like, random items I in mean- here.
0: That uh, could be it. We don't fucking know. I just nope. assumed that these are these people's avatar because I they're like that so better. wonky. Like, they're so different because there's also someone who basically looks like their avatar is a bean pole. So I did wonder if these
2: are avatars that the people speaking chose or if Alejandro Corner has assigned these, like, you know, pictures of people in your contact list.
0: <laughs> like, is this is this what they appear? Like, he thinks of him like this is crown. I hate this guy. So I'm going to give him a crown because he thinks way too fucking highly of himself. Or if he picked that. Yeah. Also, the Thinker is one of them.
2: And they're like, we can deduce from this that Celestial Being has a secret second team.
0: I mean, that's actually a pretty good immediate thought. Like, that'd be my first thought when I, if I saw them.
2: So Coroner's like, I wish to make a proposal to all the esteemed observers whether we should accept or reject these new Gundams. I feel
0: like you so should maybe kind of a... wait
2: for them to do some other things
0: before Which deciding this. raises the question of what authority do these people have? Because they've also already said... Oh, no, our, our job is only to observe. They like, do have a veto. So- we will find out from this.
2: They have veto power. They just have to do it unanimously, which is weird, but I suppose checks and balances, question mark, the three branches of Celestial being teenagers, a
0: supercomputer, and these assholes. <laughs> no, no, no. It can't be teenagers because they have lock on. Uh, he's a teenager at heart. So I, I feel like it's field team, a supercomputer, and these assholes. We also know there's a spy team. I was going to say, they're they're, they're under the field team. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like they'd be under the observer team because, do you think Chun-Li is an observer? I don't think so, but I think she has a connection to the
2: observers because we've seen her with Alejandro. I wonder if the field team knows about the observers.
1: I'm not sure they do. I don't think they do, actually. I was actually going to say we don't even know if all these people abide by the same rules as Alejandro. Because Alejandro is like, no, I'm just here to observe. But we don't know what any of these other people think.
0: The only reason why I say that is because literally Alejandro is the only observer we've seen, and therefore he's the only window into the observers that we have. And this is the so, first time they've come up. And and they're the well, Alejandro's been around, but he's just like, them as this organizational thing is the first time this has come up. So the only rules we have to go on for these guys are what Alejandro Corner has already given us. My question is, how they would exercise veto power? How would they decommission a Gundam? How are you going to take a Gundam away from a pilot? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Is a great question, but they do sleep.
0: <laughs> We're taking the oh, Shundam away from you. How about... Uh, I actually know the answer no. to that question. They oh, actually really? do
2: have a protocol for that. Oh. I'm realizing. Uh, we don't I, actually see it used, but we do find out. it.
1: Uh, yes, I assume that comes up later. So
2: anyway, Japanese babushka doll is like, you are pushing for a decision too quickly. Before we do that, we must have a clip episode. Uh, <laughs> 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 and do you know the rules. They, here's where they <laughs>
0: dump us with, a, with the clip episode. Alejandro
2: Carter's like, you've activated my trap card, wasting about 10 minutes of episode. <laughs> I don't know that we need to go beat by beat through the clips. We can talk about the interesting commentary, but, you know, it's clip episode stuff. I there mean, an in Exia a way,
0: it's kind of giving or attempting to give context to it because we get an actual date and what the Exo was doing here in this, in this opening clip. But it's not really all that important because the important part isn't what the date is and what... The plan for Exio was, because we kind of got that when he showed up and actually diced Kolisar. It's, it's Although, that Setsuna is Gundam. We, we do get to re-see the, the scene where he pulls out the mm. beam weapon that Graham is later surprised that he has. Despite Graham seeing that. Despite Graham <laughs> being at this location.
2: Yeah, I gave Destiny's clip episodes a lot of shit, and I think rightfully so, but this is so much more boring than what they tried to do, which was recontext events from a character's perspective. Because then at least you got insight on, say, what did Shin think about
0: the events of Gundam Seed? Well, especially with a couple of them, like the one that comes from uh, Mir's perspective. Yeah. That is a character who we hadn't seen from their eyes. So seeing what they were thinking through a lot of those instances, that's trying to do something. This is just... This is the opposite of that. This is taking all of the character out of the actions. And there's some interest in
2: that because one of the themes of Gundam 00 has been the idea that the Meisters are imperfect and that's the problem with the plan. And so these people are judging their actions harshly because they're taking the humanity out of it but I don't really think that really gets across there's nothing interesting about that in this
0: episode everything we've seen so far in like these this last couple of minutes are from episode one which was a lot of world building anyway right now we're just doing that again here's the first thing they did which if you're gonna go into something like that and you want to recontextualize it as like this is like Jeremy said why the plan is is imperfect because the, the the pilots are imperfect Going with the parts of the plan that they executed perfectly doesn't really match up with that idea. I mean, it's okay to
2: set it up as a start. It's like, things were going great, and then they weren't.
1: And then Alleluia did that thing where he submitted a mission plan. I, I guess we approved it.
0: Well, like, I think first we get Alleluia went rogue and saved a bunch of people from yeah. burning up in the yeah, atmosphere, like it, our yeah. other Lens characters that aren't attached to us.
2: Yeah, first we get, we have revealed the Noglia, a super secret thing and the d- Dynamis' high-firing capability. And also, the fact that the Curios's shield turns into scissors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's definitely equal to the other things. I mean, if it had something else to it that wasn't just, it's a scissor thing with like a lance built into it, I could see it being one of those things where we have to keep the secret. But the fact that one of our Gundams is a Russian doll Gundam, and one of our Gundams can literally shoot into the uh, into orbit, Seems way more important, right? Those are very important rather than this Gundam has a shield that has a a poker in it. Like, (laughs) I mean, on the same side, like, if I were to look at the kiras and think, okay, here's the thing that you need to keep secret because this is the most important factor of this Gundam, it's that it transforms and carries optional equipment. Yeah. Like the missile pod that we see it use immediately upon using. So I would feel like, the thing that you need to keep secret for the Curios is some of the other things that it can carry. Like, maybe it can carry some kind of, like, portable refueling system. I was going to say, or, what if it can carry a
1: speaker behind it, and it's just playing really
0: annoying music all the time? Or, like, it, like, the missiles that it can load into those boxes are, like, extremely high-yield warheads or something like that. That would make a lot more sense to keep secret. But, no, its shield turns into scissors, like... <laughs> what edward scissor shields
1: um no the reason i i think it's silly is because that's a really dumb weapon also which is weird because i was very much into the scissor hammer that koichi had so
0: i actually don't mind it as a weapon because of what you can like use it for because it does have the stabbing like the lance in the middle of it it's got both pinching and stabbing so you can grab somebody with it and then stab them and since the curious is so fast you could fly in, use the shield. I mean, we don't know if it can use this. Now, if you could use it while in jet mode, that would make a lot more sense as to why you would want to keep something like that from it, because it could fly in, like grab somebody and then go drop them off next to, say, the Exia. Given where the shield is in the bird mode, I don't see why it couldn't do that. I'm just imagining
1: it picking up things like, ha-ca!
0: <laughs> just dropping them off. <laughs> you just see the curious fly by and your buddy's gone. It's like, what the hell? Where'd Tanner go? Oh, we find out
2: that, Na- that that the Trinity are also in on this clip episode. Apparently they're listening in or something because they give their commentary on it. Or they're also going over the thing Celestial
0: Being did. I don't
1: know. I read like, it as they're also going over it because they're waiting to dock up with the Telemeos. Except
0: it doesn't make a lot of sense that they're going over it because one of them is looking off in the other direction. The other ones are looking at the screen. One of them cares less about their job than the other two. And then they're like, oh yeah, and then this guy actually did a humanitarian and saved a bunch of people. <laughs> and that's not what
1: celestial being is about. That's not war.
0: Although I do find it interesting that we're going over this part of the meisters being imperfect from the perspective of the trinities instead of the observers. Well, they're because, that's because of what they're what perfect. The, these guys are kind of celestial being through a mirror darkly.
1: I think part of the reason they're here is to inform us as the viewer that they know a lot more about celestial being than celestial being knows about them.
2: That makes sense. That actually is yeah, utilitarian for the story. Uh, We find out here that the observers have some sort of veto power, but it has to be unanimous. And I guess one of them likes Setsuna, so they did not veto his (laughs) piloting of the
0: Exia when he opened his cockpit hatch. Not just opened his cockpit hatch, but he refused to file a mission report about it, which I think is the first time we actually hear that he didn't Didn't. actually submit anything official to him.
1: Although that one was actually just because he hates paperwork.
0: (laughs) No, it's because they require everything in quadruplicate. And Sesson is like, I am not filling that shit out. I like the idea that he did it, but then Tiaria told him he had to do it, and so he burned it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, when did he say he submitted a report to VEDA? Was that after that? No, that was after the fight with Sergey. Okay, because I, I remember- Or
2: maybe the fight, fight with Graham, or maybe both.
0: Because I remember him having that line of, uh, I submitted a report to VEDA, and Tiaria being all bitchy about it. I will read it later. Yeah, that <laughs> definitely did happen.
1: I like weirdly want to compile a list of all the times people mentioned filing paperwork in this show.
0: <laughs> Why would holding the scissor shield in reserve do you any good? I'm seriously trying to figure it out. Like I it's mean, for when you need to crack a safe in a heist in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you just call if you need to do that, you just call the Payday gang. You need to wait around a while for their thermal drill to be fixed again, but I mean,
1: it is a tactical advantage if your enemy doesn't know about your weapon. It's just like not a terribly useful weapon.
0: The thing is, like, yes, them not knowing about it is a tactical advantage, but what kind of advantage can Scissor Shield really give you? Like, even if somebody doesn't know about it. An arts and crafts advantage.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it makes really nice. I mean, it makes
0: you very good at gunplug because you can use it as a snipper (laughs) to get things off of the sprues, but.
2: That would not be a very good snipper the way it is
0: angled. I like the idea that they were going to kick
2: Alalia off the mission. I guess this is more because of his super soldier headaches. That they were going to kick him off because of the Scissor Shield, until he was like, "No, here's a secret facility I know about. Let's blow it up." We then cut to Michael, who's like, "I don't like their style of not killing enemy pilots unless they absolutely have to." Is Which, that a thing that they have done? It's a thing Lockon's done, but Tiara is
0: all about killing everybody. Uh, Tiara has been vaporizing. I feel like uh, on I, I think Lockon, Alleluia, and Setsuna. Like none of them. Actively try to kill enemy pilots. Like, Setsuna definitely does. Uh, yeah, so I feel like Setsuna doesn't not try. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they're not a Yamato go, about it. Setsuna doesn't go out of his way, whereas we have actually seen Lock on disabling machines and not killing people. um and honestly, This is the first
2: time the story is drawing attention to it, though, and it feels weird. It, yeah. it
0: does because it hasn't been a major theme for Celestial, being like, it hasn't been front and center. Exactly.
2: But, like, yeah, remember Azedistan when Setsuna didn't kill anybody and just walked at (laughs) them?
0: How lame. I had that thought of, like, yeah, not killing enemy pilots says both good and bad things because people are going to fight you a lot harder if they know you're going to kill them anyway. But at the same time, like... If people survive and get to come back, they, they know more about you and so they're slightly better every time they come after you.
2: Yeah, The Trinity's point is specifically, we should be killing as many experienced soldiers as we can
0: in this phase.
1: To end war. I was going to say I was just watching the Exio walk across that plaza with no music and my head started playing too sexy. So... <laughs> <laughs> I like how it was at the Magna Carta is one of the things talking to Alejandro.
0: What the hell is this? Looks like a speakerphone on a donut. Art! Exclamation point.
1: Probably a famous piece of art that we do not know about.
0: And that brings us to this episode. (laughs) Yeah, and now we get to sum up this episode, like
1: literally 10
2: minutes ago. So anyway, before Veda gives us any information, we should vote on whether we like these Gundams or not.
1: Although, is it part of Alejandro's plan to some extent to make them vote on it before they have more information?
2: Yeah, I think so. It just seems very weird to me from both a, this is something we should do now, and, like, from an evil plan perspective, it seems like you're throwing your cards on the table. If You're like, we gotta vote now, guys. We gotta vote now. Now, now, now.
0: Like, also, right here, he said, we are just observers. Someone said, we are just observers. So that that reinforces my idea of, like, like what exactly, what, what connection and power do these guys actually have over celestial beings? Because obviously they would have something that would enable them to veto if they could reach that full consensus, but what actually gives them the power that, to tell Celestial Being to fuck off. I wonder if
1: they fund them.
0: No, I think it's a matter of this is part of Celestial Being.
2: I think it is a three branches of government. Like, how can the Supreme Court stop the president from enacting laws,
0: right? It's because that's how it works. Oh,
1: I thought it was the swords.
0: I mean, you you could be right, but at the same time, if we're right and that the field team doesn't know these guys exist, how do you stop the field team from just wandering off with the Gundams if they don't know you exist?
1: That's a very
2: good question. Cut to the Trinities who are like, we're near our rendezvous point. And Nina's like, do you think they're actually going to show up? And Michael's like, oh, they'll be too scared. And Johan's like, no, they'll show up because they're
0: curious little monkeys. <laughs> they'll want to learn everything they can about us and our Gundams.
1: Well, our Gundam thrones, the fact that they call them that specifically is interesting.
0: Well, because they're, they're called, they're, they are the three, the three throne units. That's what they already said. Uh, throne one, two, and three, but they're in German, so...
2: Yeah, but they do specifically call them that, which could be for marketing reasons or more valid reasons,
0: as Tyler implied.
2: And that, mercifully, is the end of the clips.
0: <laughs> and the episode attached to them.
2: Yeah, I don't like this little mini-arc at is, all.
0: It is not a very good thing here. Like, I, I, this, this episode is just, especially introducing these new Gundams, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to introduce these guys. It really does make it seem like the reason why they went in and did the stupid against the, the Gundams, like our, our previous Gundams, are just so these guys can come in and do something cool.
2: I, I'm fine with that setup. Like I said a million times in the past episodes, I think it would have just been better if this was displayed as the rival characters getting the upper hand and them being cool. Even Patrick Collisar. If we saw their plan, if it seemed like a good plan when it went in, this is a, the plan where you show the audience the plan so it can go wrong.
0: Yeah, because otherwise... Like I said earlier, it just really looks like a suit. Like they they went in fully knowing and accepting that they were all going to die. Like, I'm still not entirely sure what the plan was supposed to be. Uh, That, apparently, I just don't know why everyone was on board with it. Especially when we know that the Dynamis has extreme long distance firing. Like, why did you even have to get that close? Yeah. I assume there's cooldown on that that would have made it impractical for sniping a bunch of trucks. Not the whole like... Orbital firing setup, but we saw it fire from considerable distance before when supporting Setsuna. It's true. So, like, why couldn't the Curios just buzz around outside of the area and him shoot the trucks from outside? Like, why did they have to go all the way in the way they did?
1: Do you have a high point, Tyler? Um, I think it's going to be the reveal of Dark Haro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Zach, do you have a high point? Uh, when Throne dried that, it's a super special thing. Yeah, The, the animation cool. on the GN Dispersal that it does there is actually really nice. Yeah, I will agree with that. What is my
2: high point on this half clip episode? It's going to be Soma dodging the funnels.
1: That was actually my real high point. I was going to correct myself after you did yours. So,
2: Gotcha. Do you have a low point, Tyler?
1: I guess actually the, the whole setup with Alejandro's evil uh, secret society thing and the fact that we were given absolutely no information about it I would like some threads to go on so I could be like, hmm, curious. Vito.
0: <laughs> Zach? I mean, that's kind of the obvious one. I, that's what I was going to go I think there's a more obvious well. one, but go yep. on.
1: The fact that it's a terrible clip episode. I was going
0: to say, surprise clip episode! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, was, I wasn't I was going to use that one because that kind of just seemed like, you know, just is. But um, I think my low point for this one is it attached to your, th- this whole reveal of the secret society backing this up, but they go into it, it's in robbing all of the emotion of the earlier incidents. Like, here, here's what happened. Okay. I mean, you can list events, but without going into them, I don't really care. Like, I don't even really care enough to learn about what... If this was the first episode I saw coming into this, I would just be like, nope. <laughs> Surprise clip episode! Do you have a MVP, Tyler? I think it's actually gonna be Nina.
1: Nina. Nina. Nina.
0: Zach? Oh, Patrick Kolasar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's been through the desert on a flag with no waste. In act. Oh, he's <laughs> in an act. Oh, in an act. Well.
0: Yeah. Damn.
2: I considered Nana, but I think I'm going to go with Soma. Supporting her dad, yeah. dodging funnels, taking the
0: shield from the Curios that it somehow got back.
2: I guess she probably dropped it when the fight started.
0: You know, thinking about it, if I had a shield made from unbreakium that the Gundams are usually carrying around, I would just start using that thing as a shield. Like just using it as it as it intended. You, to, if to block you saw it, yeah, yeah. You if just, I had it,
2: you would be like Isaac in the last episode of Gundam Seed, where he just has a shield that does not match his mobile suit because he <laughs> resupplied
0: on the Archangel. That being said, with with regards to that, we don't know if the Tier. I don't know if the Tierian Tautsi would have the mobility in order to be able to use the shield properly. I feel so, like you could just
1: strap it to your back and call it a
0: day, like a frying pan. Yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. PUBG. But they didn't actually have it like attached or anything like that. So I feel like ditching it so that you have both hands free to do whatever it is you need to do to protect yourself all
2: right i meant to rank this last week but forgot do we want to put the agrisa on our mobile suit list it lasted so long
1: uh, that was the mobile armor spider that was the thing. plasma yes. thingy
2: yes um sure not as cool as the zamzaza or no. other crab friend right no no i like the way he like and lagans in it and by yes. he, i mean ali uh Sanchez. But, like, as far as, like, giant mobile weapons threats go, I don't think it's as good as the Destroy Gundam.
0: No, it doesn't have that presence, especially. Like, I'm not entirely sure why you would really want to build these things, because it seems like it would be far more practical to just shoot people than try and tase them out. I, here is perfectly where you want to do it, because kill the meat, save the metal, and you're fine. But for the most part, it seems like it would it's take way too long to be able to really do anything useful with it. Yeah. Do we think it's
2: better or worse than the Enact flying it around? I like just an Enact better. I think I
0: agree with Tyler. And I really don't like the Enact.
2: What about the Hellion, which I believe is the lowest rank Gundam O? No,
0: not quite. <laughs> I really don't like this thing. Like, I, I can't see a purpose for it. Like, It has kind of a presence. But other than that, it's like, this is just stupid.
2: I forgot what the Hellion is. It, it is the prototype flag. I'm sorry. No, it's the prototype Enact. It is the AEU suit. that is. Okay, that thing.
1: I think I like this better than just
2: a just a hellion. I think I do too. How do we think it compares to what I probably should have compared it to
0: instead, the Gelsgi? <laughs> I think I prefer the Gelsgi. I think I prefer the Gelsgi too cuz at the very least, I can see what the Gelsgi's purpose is. What is the Gelsgi's purpose? <laughs> it's a mobile it's it's a mobile shield. I, yeah, whatever.
2: but so is the Zomzaza, which they were like we need a Zomzaza. But what if we strapped a dagger on top of it? <laughs> well, now it has hands. All right, so the Agrisa is going to go at number 95, above the Hellion and below the Gelski. And that will do it for this week. Any final thoughts on this
0: clip episode? Um, this is a really bad clip episode.
1: You know what? At least did a little bit of exposition in like revealing some new characters, revealing some new forces.
0: Which we um, got to see twice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's a clip episode. I would just skip the second half of this episode if you're watching it. The first half's not bad. Alright, It's a Gundam will return, in Assault of the Thrones.